guardian angels and patron saints, pray for us. Well, welcome back to your church, Lady in St. Rose. <laughs> we, we're pleased that you're here. Thanks to Barbara, especially for all of her efforts reaching out and organizing over the course of the week. You know, Greta's been helping a lot too with our um, we're just getting everything ready here in the church. There's lots of behind-the-scenes practical details that have been that have been necessary. So uh, we're grateful for those both here and at Christ the King and at Blessed Sacrament. I discovered that um, the only thing that is more work than closing and canceling everything is starting it back up again. So we're we're, we're on our way though, and thanks for your patience with all these extra little nudges in terms of um, things that we're that we're taking care of here in church. And just a reminder that these sign-in sheets, um, as, as you come in, it's it's primarily so that we can stay in touch with you regarding um, the possibility of exposure. If we find out there's a case and you may have been exposed, we want to be able to notify you. Furthermore, uh, we're trying to up, upgrade and make sure that we're current on all of our contact information. So the first time, if you fill all of that out, the first time that you're here, that'll be very helpful. Subsequent visits to the church, please just give us your name and we'll know how to contact you. So thank you. The Archbishop has specified that Mass be limited to no more than 45 minutes, so I'll try to be brief today. Um, he acknowledged that that would be the greatest challenge for him. I can be a little long-winded though, so I'll, I'll try to restrict my comments to just the second reading today. This, this reading has a line in it that, that was very important to me for a number of years as a missionary. And that line is, always be ready to give an explanation to anyone who asks you for a reason for your hope, but do it with gentleness and reverence. That was a text that we had to memorize as focused missionaries because it summed up beautifully what it is that we were about. Sharing our faith, witnessing to our faith, building the kinds of relationships and trust that would allow us to do so and would, would provide the opportunity for us to share what we had been formed in, in order to be able to share it, to be able to witness to. So there was a key aspect that we had to be ready. It's very easy for those opportunities to pass us by and we think of something very clever three minutes after the conversation's over. We know about those little windows of opportunity that present themselves and how many times we've missed them, only to recognize them after the fact or have something to say. And to be put on the spot oftentimes without somebody not trying to attack but genuinely ask something as simple as, well, why are you Catholic? Why do you believe in God? Oftentimes from someone we would never expect it to come from, and then we drop the ball. There's the, there's the opportunity that perhaps only comes once in a blue moon, or perhaps something that we've been praying for and hoping for, and then it's gone. And the attempt to bring it up again later, no, I'm not interested. But that moment, that almost sacred moment that the Holy Spirit opens up, we want to be ready. So it's worth pondering 
Supposing someone were to ask you that today, why do you believe in God? Why are you Catholic? You don't want to have the answer, uh, I don't I mean, you know, I was raised Catholic, and that's all they hear, no matter how, how good the rest of your answer is. So think about that, ponder that. And it may be helpful to, to simply realize, actually, I don't have an answer to that question. It's good for me to have the chance to reflect on that. And, and really, this is a difficult thing. Nobody can come up with that answer for you. You have to have your own answer. You have to be searching it out. You have to be constantly reviewing, revisiting. Why? Not in a anxious way, but to dig down into our own hearts and our own life. But what I like about this text, even more than this first idea of being ready, is the fact that St. Peter is saying, many times, it's not going to be at your initiative. It's going to be somebody who notices something about you and asks you about it without you consciously thinking, I'm witnessing now to my faith. That is, he's presupposing that we live in such a way that people notice we're different. And their curiosity is piqued. One of the things that in the early church was most distinctive about Christians was the fact that they lived marriage well. They were they were different. They were faithful to one another. Standards were the same for men and for women, which they were not in the pagan Roman Empire at the time. Women were held to very different standards than men. All sorts of distinctive characteristics, especially about family life, set the Christians apart from the rest of the, of the Roman Empire and began to make people ask those questions. And if I may, single out our newly married couple, Quincy and Madeline. <laughs> they were married here at Our Lady in St. Rose just yesterday, and we're very excited for them both. Madeline's mom is here as well. We're grateful to have her and, and um, presence and a support hope your celebration was, was wonderful, and we're glad to have you with us again. But that, that very point, that Christian marriage is, is really something that sets us apart. It's not the only thing. Certainly, those who live the evangelical counsels of poverty, chastity, and obedience have another set of capabilities to witness to the world that often does provoke why, why are you I'm sure you, you more than anyone get asked, why are you living this way? All this goes to show the advocate that is promised to us, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot accept, is nonetheless active and working in us. We know him. He is teaching us. We pray today that our hearts be opened to that question, why? Why am I? and that he would prepare us to have an explanation ready when those who see the way we live is different. 
I'll end with one quick final point that I wanted to share with you. The Archbishop remarked as he was uh, meeting with the priests on a conference explaining how we were going to reopen our churches. And some of the priests were asking, you know, why are we running forward with this so quickly? Why, why not just wait? Why not be a little more cautious? Why not take some time to let things unfold a little more? Why are we just charging right in? And the Archbishop made a very good point, which I'll end with. He said, if we as Christians look around and see that restaurants are open, liquor stores are open, for crying out loud, chicken and pickle on Friday night, place was packed. Lockdown? What lockdown? There's no lockdown. If you can go to chicken and pickle, but you can't go to mass, we're sending a message, whether we intend to or not. Let's not send the wrong message, said the Archbishop, and I completely agree with him. Yes, we're dispensed from the Sunday obligation. We don't have to come to Mass if we're in a situation where that would not be prudent if we're ill or have a greater susceptibility to these things. But if we discern that this is, this is the place for us, this is the place to be, if, we've, if we really want to let our lives be different and let them be ordered around these essential mysteries, then we have, to, we have to make this available. We have to make it available to, to you who need it, who, who claim to, to want to be nourished by it, right? Because you've been formed by it and your identity is grounded in it. In this way, we can be a light to the rest of our society who perhaps are more anxious about these sorts of gatherings to say, no, we can do this. We live for something higher and greater than this earthly life, but... Because of that, we're given the freedom to approach these things with clarity and prudence, discipline and order. That perhaps is something that our particular time and place needs very urgently. Thank you for your witness here today to be able to come and pray together prudently, with discipline, but above all, with the love for the Lord who has not left us orphans. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.